Welcome to the Amphenol Frontline Podcast, where we share success stories and best practices of Amphenol management throughout the corporation. This episode features Zach Reeland, Senior Vice President and Group General Manager of the Amphenol RF Optics and Broadband Group. We talk about how a large portion of his business has been at the forefront of the drastic increase in usage of new communications tools around the world, and how they have allowed him to interact with high-level contacts and customers like never before. We also discuss keeping his employees safe as they work in the field, ensuring customers are designing in and using the InterConnect products correctly. And we talk about some of the measures being taken as the offices slowly open up as together we combat the coronavirus pandemic around the world. First of all, Zach, thank you very much for taking time today to come on to the Frontline podcast and share some of your thoughts and some of the things that have been happening within your group over the past few months. As you're the leader of the RF Optics and Broadband Group, it's clear that you and your team and the the um, products and services that you guys provide have been at the forefront of really society uh, in, in all of our lives here over the past few months with things like we're doing right now on a Zoom call, um, all the different things that, that students have done with teachers and this and that and the other thing, everything related to how we have communicated over the past three months really falls into the product and technology capabilities that your group has. Can you just talk through a little bit about that and 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 how you guys have responded to that so far? Sure. No, that, thanks, Chris. Appreciate that. Uh, you know, the as we look at, I, I guess, the new normal, right, which we are still trying to ascertain mm-hmm. uh, as a society, uh, whether that be here in the U.S., in, in Europe, in Asia, um, it has really shifted the way I believe that much of we as a culture, uh, whether it's here in the United States or, or abroad, have started to shift our interaction points. And that has become I think, as you noted, a really essential part of the day-to-day lives of everybody. And when I say everybody, you know, it's my eight-year-old kid taking a Taekwondo lesson over a Zoom meeting. It's <laughs> myself interacting with 85 people in a town hall over a Teams meeting. So that connection to the internet and the connection to those services has become, uh, as you know, an essential resource. And you know, much like maybe even water and electricity, mm-hmm. those services have become a real hallmark for our big customers um, in a time where obviously people are limited on their interaction, where mm-hmm. our customers cannot do the normal things that they have done in the past. For example, sending a technician to install broadband service in your home. So we have really been able to shift and pivot our operations to support that, um, you know, where we see just drastically increasing demand on fronts where, you know, you provision broadband capacity, whether they be in a wireless network or they be on a wireline network, uh, that provisioning has really come to the forefront. Uh, and then secondarily, how you get that provisioning, right? So the, the way the way these large networks work is you have a backbone that essentially connects to the the internet superstructure um, in in optical the optical world, and that that optical interconnection allows bandwidth expansion uh, through density, right? The deployment of more and more capacity. So we are working that through a number of our teams. Uh, that support the core network and that are seeing expansion uh, and the density of optics uh, really increase in that space. But as well, where technicians have to go do an installation, right? You mm-hmm. you probably don't have as many technicians going into people's homes for obvious reasons. Right. So 
our, our self-installation platform uh, that we have, and I, I think Josh mentioned that on his podcast with right. you a few weeks ago, um, that has just, you know, to say that it's grown by percentages would be false because it's grown exponentially. And we see, you know, in upwards of a 3x demand increase in that space. And, you know, it's for the first time in history, our big customers, Comcast, Charter Communications, uh, Verizon, they're all talking about it, not just internally, but to their in, their investors uh, about how they have enabled their crews to work on the core network and let the customers do the install and become essentially their provisioning structure for broadband installation. So uh, huge increases in that space and the demand for capacity, um, while obviously it's not infinite, uh, it, it is just, it is, it is grown dramatically. And I think we have seen uh, across our space that that new norm of people interacting in this environment. Now, will that subsist forever? You know, probably not. It goes back to normal at some point. But mm -hmm. I do think the new norm will be more and more people working from home. And you've seen Facebook and Apple and, you know, all the big tech companies saying, you know what, this actually works. <laughs> we don't yeah. need as many offices, right? So I think that 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 new norm will be a lot more of this virtual interaction space. And, you know, I think the reality is that, uh, you know, we, we will be, uh, for those that have kids like myself, you know, this this new generation is going to interact in a very different way, um, more so than probably we would even have conceptualized three months ago. No, it's a great point. And I, and I think that one of the things that has certainly come out of this whole pandemic you, know, you, you hope to look for some silver linings, but one of them has been, and I think everyone across the board has talked about this on on a lot of these podcasts, is just this is clearly signified to people like, wow, there is a there's a there's a different way to work, and this is just this can be just about as effective as you know, traveling all over the place and you know doing face to face meetings. To your point, you still want to make sure you do that from time to time. There's still uh, and a tremendous amount of importance that should be placed on that. But this has certainly opened so many people's eyes and, you know, a large part of it is because of what you guys have been able to enable those customers to do. Well, and I would say that what is interesting in this time, you know, to talk about it from an Amphenol perspective, uh, you know, if you think about whose li everybody's lives have been affected uh, to some varying degree by this pandemic. And if you think about it from our employees perspective, right, you have the the heroes of Amphenol who are in the plants every day and still making stuff and right. getting it out the door and, you know, having to, to be in that environment that, you know, was not, it's not nearly as safe as it was before this, you know, and, and obviously we're putting in lots of measures to take care of that. But the folks in the factory and quality control engineering who work at the site, you know, th their lives have shifted, but uh, maybe not to the degree that we would see on our frontline teams, right? Mm -hmm. Not frontline Amphenol, but our, our frontline teams from a sales and marketing perspective who were spending time, you know, with customers in the field traveling. I mean, that went to literally 180 degrees. So, you know, our ability to not only enable this for society, but for our people uh, to be able to interact um, has really shifted. But I, I think if there are some silver linings, you know, where I in my businesses, I'm able to schedule meetings, um, 30 minutes, an hour with very high level people that I would have never had the time or chance to do before, not just because of my schedule, but because of their schedules where, you know, I can get on a 30 minute call with the chief purchasing officer of British Telecom and would never have been able to do that before because it would have taken me months and months to find a time in his schedule where I could travel to London. Yeah. So this ability to really have those 
fast multiple touch points, um, you know, that ride on these networks. Uh, it's just amazing to me. So that I think has shifted to the positive and, and has actually gotten my team um, a lot more visibility way upscale uh, in terms of our customer interactions. So that's been a good thing. And I think that'll somewhat continue for a bit of time. And, you know, again, it's a lot more efficient for uh, for for myself or my compatriots, Luke and, right. and Jean-Luc and Adam even to be able to have these multiple touch points with frequency that we would have never been able to achieve before. So that I think will be a positive to all of this, right? Where we get yeah. that exposure from an Amphenol perspective, we have a great story to tell yeah. in terms of what we're doing to support that. But again, um, you know, the, the sales folks probably are sitting around a little bit more bored than they were, but we are finding a lot more of this, uh, this momentum being generated uh, in this online type of platform. You mentioned a little bit earlier too about the heroes of Amphenol and the people who've been in the factories, again, this whole time, really not slowing down too much. And especially for some of your businesses, just because of the nature of the products that you provide and how it's been in such demand here over the past few months. In addition, though, you have, I'm sure, some people that go out in the field to assist these customers as well. How are you working to make sure that they're doing things in a safe, healthy manner as they go about you know, working with customers to make sure that our products are being used properly or designed in properly? Sure. That's a great question. So, so let me talk about that on two fronts. So mm -hmm. uh, one of our businesses, uh, Custom Cable, which is based out of Tampa, Florida, mm -hmm. has a big services business. And this is where they actually go to site to do installations of networking equipment right. and to wire up, for lack of a better word, um, facilities. And, you know, that team has been truly in the front line in the sense that their job is out with the customer in the field. Yeah. So how has that changed? Um, one of the things that is actually a positive on that space is that with um, a number of facilities, for example, if you had a large hotel complex or um, even, uh, you know, theme parks, some of that we've seen, you know, shut down, but at the same time, there's nobody there. So we can very safely go in and do an installation, right? Where you're not having customers and, and consumers and people around all the time. So we've seen a bit of that happen. Um, you know, wiring up stadiums for Super Bowls um, and haven't been a whole lot of people in football stadiums these right. days. Yeah. So, you know, our team there, obviously with all of the, the, the correct PPE, face masks, hand washing, sanitizer, you know, that's been a, a real critical part of what we've done. So that services frontline team, um, really has seen some pretty good demand. Um, you know, we, we we are very careful about that. There are certain instances like why you know an Amazon warehouse, right? Which mm -hmm. they're they can't build enough of them fast enough, right? Needs a lot of IT. So we've been able to to really get into that to to help uh, enable that that next generation of supply line, right? That that today has become so critical uh, in terms of that you know at home delivery type of process. So those teams are out there. Um, we then have instances where on a case by case basis, uh, where a customer calls up and says, Hey, I need someone out here to help us get this thing going to so mm -hmm. get it set up. So, you know, myself and Spencer Williams, uh, we, we work very closely to say, okay, how do we minimize risk, right? Is the customer saying this is really essential? I need you there. And then what do we do to make sure that employee who is going to go and we don't want to send a, a, a horde of employees, right? We try to right. limit it to small a number as we can uh, for obvious reasons. Um, but we make sure that they've got all, 
you know, the protocols in place that, you know, before they go, we're checking temperatures, making sure they're not sick. When they get on site, we've got all the facility available for uh, protective equipment uh, that the customer is doing the same, right? We don't want to send people to a customer environment that is not safe. Sure. Uh, so that is part of our request of, hey, what does a customer do to ensure this? So, you know, that's, um, that's part of what we do every day. And, you know, it really comes down to, you know, those, those cases where a customer says, hey, I need you as an essential X how do we get out there and make sure we can continue to give the customer the support we need in the safest environment that we have? We did, you know, a, a, an on-site product training where uh, some of my team in Atlanta went down with samples and tables. They set up sample tables, got everything set up, and then they went back to their cars. And the customer came over to the tables and inspected all of the device, and then went back to their cars. <laughs> so, you know, we've had to pivot in terms of how we, you know, show products to people these days, and it's been effective. But you know, focusing on you know, lack of transmission points, all of the sanitization that's important to do that. Um, obviously the masks and and uh, eye protection, you know, that's been a real critical part of how we do this in a new environment. And, you know, it's been very limited, I would say, but still it's starting to happen. And I think we'll see more of that uh, come into come into being as we, uh, as we, you know, come through this first phase and what if, if there's a second phase, you know, that we've got all of that uh, somewhat up in the air, but we're seeing more and more of that interaction starting to happen. As your factories start to slowly open up as well, so you have the people that have been working in the factories and, and building parts and all of that, but as you start to open up more of the offices, just in general, just some highlights on some of the things that you and your team uh, have planned to ensure, again, the health and safety of them as they as they reenter these facilities. Granted, you're, you have facilities all over the world, and each case is uniquely different, um, but just some of the highlights from a, a group level that you want to talk about. You know, that that's, um, as you said, every municipality, every county, every state, every, you know, country has a lot of different levels of regulation. So first and foremost, you know, we, we had a, at an absolute minimum comply with what the local, local regulations dictate. Right. Uh, that's very important. Um, but in most cases, we actually go above and beyond that. So, enabling uh, the deployment of temperature monitoring, uh, contact tracing, obviously on-site PPE and uh, touchless in interaction, right? Whether they be, you know, as simple as a, a kick plate on a door to go through, you know, a, a bulkhead door into another part of the building or, you know, enabling uh, faucets that are touchless faucets, right? There's a whole host of, uh, of approaches we're taking within the group to be able to make sure that a, you know, the, the environment is sanitary and safe. Mm -hmm. B, that we have an ability, if there is an outbreak, to very quickly trace the contact profiles of everybody who's interacted. And then lastly, you know, the, the preventative measures, whether they be sanitization or temperature monitoring, all of those things uh, we, we have in place in, in most of our facilities. We, in the group, we were very lucky that we did not have a single factory shut down for more than three days. Mm. Um, you know, we've had spikes and ebbs in certain facilities where we've had an outbreak and we've had to close and sanitize and bring people back, but very limited so far in terms of the impact there too. And I think that that diligence we've had in the factories, we just pick up and transplant into an office environment, right? Whether that's, you know, marking off areas where people could be in cubicles, putting up protective screens and or shielding uh, between, you know, between offices and or cubicles. Mm -hmm. 
obviously not having people in big meeting rooms, right? Right. right. Uh, you, you know, we, we, we were implementing UV uh, air sanitization uh, within our air handling equipment. So all of these things that, you know, I think have been very well documented, detailed and, and highlighted on frontline, the Amphenol frontline, um, you know, that is, is something we look to deploy in all of these cases. So really, um, you know, it's, uh, I think that, one, the maintenance of those systems uh, and the processes by which we implement that uh, to the level we come back into the facilities and offices uh, will be critical. Um, you know, having the focus on continued diligence, um, you know, this thing is not going away in two months. Right. Uh, that focus on diligence has got to be something we as an Amphenol culture take on, right? Until at which point there is a vaccination program that has vaccinated 95% of the global population. Yeah. So we're right. going to live with this for a long time. So we have to maintain that diligence. There's lots of great systems out there that we can utilize to, to do that. Um, and lastly, you know, there there is an argument uh, to say, you know, do we need 100% of our people back in the office, right? Can we do our jobs with a 30, 40%, you know, working remotely or a rotational basis? So mm -hmm. that's something we'll have to figure out. And I, I think there will be aspects of our organization who may never need to go into an office again and can still be very effective. So, you know, there will be, um, certainly some focus on, you know, what is the new norm for Amphenol, right? And, and you know, what is essential to be in the office? Because we don't want to have a bunch of people all of a sudden coming back. That's just a, a vector outbreak in terms yeah. of an infection. Yeah. So we've got to be very pragmatic about it. But also, I think, you know, looking to, you know, shift our thinking to a new norm. And, and that'll be something that all my operations, we're already doing it now. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, we'll, we'll see somewhat of a different model as we come through this and, and we will get through this epidemic. It's just a matter of, you know, how do we pivot as a company? Uh, you know, Amphenol has always been amazing in terms of its ability to fast pivot and to move into a different mode of doing something uh, much more so than our competition. So I think we'll see that probably faster with our organizations than, uh, than perhaps some, some others will see. So finally, what I wanted to do is maybe give you a chance to, to puff out your chest a little bit and, and talk about just the group that you have and the efforts that they've undertaken here over the past few months and just give you an opportunity to, to brag a little bit about what they've done. I think it's, it's only right that you get to do that here in this forum. Sure. Look, I mean, you know, the, the group, uh, we have weathered both some real difficult areas uh, in terms of some of our markets that we've had to really shift and pivot uh, on the downside. And, you know, the, the, the typical Amphenol response of, you know, if it's hard, we're going we're gonna to get our, get our hands around it and take the pain and make sure we do what we need to do to adjust to the current market reality. So we've had instances where the group has had to make some hard decisions and shift business down or shift business away from, you know, some environments that we've not, uh, you know, we've not done any downsizing in the past to businesses that, you know, we are just, you know, literally running plants 24 seven, don't have enough capacity, customers are screaming for product. Um, and, and those groups have done an incredible job just really being able to staff up to um, aggressively go after the demand pockets and to support the customers. So, you know, it's, it's, it runs the gamut of, you know, in my group. Um, we've touched, you know, we touch, you know, some, some of the best markets that are, you know, hot right now for Amphenol and we touch some of the worst <laughs> that are yeah. really down in the dumps. Um, so, you know, the, the team has just done an incredible job. As I said earlier, you know, we, we, other than a few days of shutdown, we have not had any facility go into closure. Um, all of my factories have been deemed essential. 
Um, so we have been able to keep them up and running. Now, granted, you know, there've been challenges on getting people back and, you know, we've had some, I, I would say stellar examples of managing outbreaks where we've had people get sick in facilities. And, you know, that, that has been something that the team has really gotten their hands around with just unbelievable speed and efficiency to make sure all of the employees are safe, to take care of the employees who were sick. Um, so it has just been a, a true example, I think, of people stepping up to the plate and, and not not with any you know significant direction on my part. I mean, these are our general managers and the people on the team who just want to make things happen. And yeah. it's been a truly, you know, I would say it's a remarkable time. I mean, it's you know not that we're absolutely on a wartime footing, but the reaction of the team has really been almost in a wartime environment and just just so proud of that. Well, Zach, thank you very much for taking time to speak with me today and just go through some of the things that have been happening in your group over the past few months. You know, my congratulations to you and your team, um, and I wish you all the best. Absolutely, Chris. Thank you so much. And thanks to you and the Frontline team for, you know, again, we we three months ago, we didn't have anything like this within Amphenol. And, you know, right now we have a forum that goes across our global operations and gives people the needed education and, and just exposure to lots of different folks. And so I appreciate you and the rest of the frontline teams help on setting this up. It's a, uh, it's a great tool. It's a great medium. And, and I hope we, uh, maybe even afterward through this, we can have this uh, morph into something more that communicates across Amphenol, you know, with the diversity and the yeah. un, you know, thousands and thousands of employees that we have worldwide. This has been a great forum to really share some best practices to give people exposure. And, you know, I think uh, maybe in the new norm, this will be something we want to continue and, and build upon from what we have today. Thank you.